This is the Beer of the Day podcast. From Beer of the Day, World Headquarters in Elk Grove, California. This is the Beer of the Day podcast. Tonight we have a slightly different format. A half hour program for you featuring all Northeast style hazy IPAs. The title of this week's program is... A hazy shade of winter. I'm Dallas Helliker. Joining me tonight, Britton Miner and Joel Miner. Hey guys. Hello. Welcome. Happy weekend. Yeah. Happy weekend. We are recording this on Saturday night, uh, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day to all you listeners who are veterans. Definitely. Let's get right into the first beer. We have from... Boise, Idaho. This is from Woodland Empire Ale Craft. And this is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeple? Have we had any beer from uh, Idaho before? We have. Um, I do recall typing it on a agenda. I cannot think of what the specific one was. Um, but I do think they got a pretty good craft beer scene. Um, when I'm looking at Southwest Airlines sales, a lot of times they'll have like $29 flights to Boise. And I'm like... It's maybe, tempting. Maybe just go up there for a weekend and check it out. Why not? For, we should do it. For uh, 60 bucks round trip. And a couple Uber rides. A couple yeah. Uber rides and some seedy hotel rooms. <laughs> and a bottle of ibuprofen. That's <laughs> all you need. Um, don't forget the Prilosec. <laughs> and the Prilosec. <laughs> yeah. So this um, fits the bill I, exactly. It looks like pineapple juice. It diffuses light beautifully. Yeah, it is um, completely cloudy. Can't see anything through this. Um, it is a dark gold color, not quite or very, very light orange. Um, the head is thin, white head dissipates quickly. There is some, a little bit of lacing on the, uh, on the side of the glass. I'm going to have to let you guys handle the aromas tonight because uh, I'm a little bit under the weather and my nose isn't working quite as well as it should. So I think it smells fantastic first. And I don't know if it's because Dallas primed me with this, but it kind of, it kind of smells like pineapple. Yeah. It does smell like a pineapple orange juice. Yeah. Well, when it says Hawaiian, I mean, that screams pineapple. It's not Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. When we got the ABVs, we swapped the third and the first beer, and I'm still getting getting used to that idea. So there's nothing pineapple about this beer except for Kinda it tastes like, like it. pineapple. <laughs> there's nothing Hawaiian about the beer. I also get a little bit of, of guava in there, but uh, the one thing I like about this beer, when you stick your nose in that glass, it actually, the carbonation or something, tingles your nose a lot. And I haven't taken a sip yet, but it, it seems like this beer is going to be... Um, kind of real pop you in the mouth but we'll see when we taste it i always get worried that a beer um when it smells pineapple is going to be too sweet and there is enough sourness here like maybe not um 
tart sourness, but like sour orange juice or grapefruit, grapefruit sourness. Yes. Um, so that it really cuts through the sweetness and uh, makes for a much more balanced beer and a little bit more of a drier mouthfeel so that it makes me want to drink more of it. So um, it's funny you said the drier mouthfeel because the first thing I thought of is being so close to Chico here in Sacramento. I We have a lot of Sierra Nevada beers and this has a Sierra Nevada bitterness and dryness to it, but you get a lot with their IPAs. It has a little bit of that copper taste and I actually really enjoy it because I'm so familiar to it that it's uh, it's nostalgic for me. I uh, really enjoy the taste in here. I don't normally like that um, kind of quintessential Sierra Nevada copper taste in all their beers. Like in some of them it works. I think um, in this beer it does work though. This is this, Obviously this is not a Sierra Nevada beer, but um, I really like it actually. And I'm surprised that I am having such a positive like experience with this beer. Yeah, it's more bitter and dry and hoppy than it is ju- than it, than I thought it was going to be from the original juicy aroma. I wouldn't necessarily describe it as bitter. I think that Dallas hit it on the head with it. Just has a very dry mouthfeel, but it's not necessarily bitter. And to me, um, there's a lot of like tropical flavors going on here, and like the guava, guava and grapefruit both those fruit juices tend to have a drying like effect on your mouth. I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah. I also uh, think it's fantastic. Um, Northeast, sometimes they get too sweet. You get too much of the juiciness and this has enough of a sour quality that it makes it, it just makes it better for me. Like um, I, this is one I could drink all day long. Now I've been a little under the weather. I haven't had much to drink in the past since the last show really. So this is a very, maybe it's just because I haven't had a beer in a while, but this is excellent. No, because we I've had a lot of beer this week. <clears throat> Do you have? I've had a lot of beer this week. And I will tell you that this is probably the best beer I've had this week. This might be one of my favorite IPAs I've ever had. I would, like, if I saw a can of this somewhere, I would actually be like, yeah, let's crack this open. I'd like to drink that. And that doesn't happen if ever with any IPAs. Yeah, you're not going to go and say, I'd rather have this quality IPA over just a normal stout. You're going to take a stout or a porter normally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a great this beer. This is really good. Let's talk about the name. Do androids dream of electric sheeple? Now, people will dream of sheep, sheep. but androids dream of electric she- sheep. I don't know. The name is hard for me to uh, so get my head around. Is that then insinuating that androids are sentient and they're dreaming of robots because they're electric sheeple. Maybe (laughs) mind boggled. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, interesting to ponder. We should drink like five or six of these and then see what we come (laughs) up with. All right, before we move into the next beer, does anyone have any interesting beers they had this week? So I've, I've actually said this before, but, um, I had a triple imperial IPA rye. So a rye triple IPA. So I guess it'd be what it would be. Um, it was really impressed with it. It was from um, Reading. I think I've actually mentioned that beer before on this show. It was called, yeah, the last time you had it, you mentioned it. Yeah, I had, it was called Lip Ripa, and it was came in at 13%. It is by far the least sugary, like syrupy 13% beer I've ever had. I was really impressed by it. Nice. Um, and, I... Stopped by uh, 
OTP on Tuesday for the tail end of trivia, and they were just tapping the all sticky, no icky from Fieldwork, and that is a double IPA, cloudy, northeast style, and uh, it's a collaboration with uh, Humble Sea Brewing in Santa Cruz, and excellent. I, I mean, I kind of compare it to this beer we just had. Um, maybe it, it's a little bit lighter colored and maybe not quite as completely hazy as it, but it definitely is a hazy beer. Uh, maybe a little more sweetness in that beer, um, but very drinkable. Great hop profile. Uh, highly recommend it. Field work. They're in Berkeley, but they have a tasting room in Sacramento. Um, distribute a lot up here in Northern California. And they are always coming out with different new IPAs. A lot of the Northeast cloudy ones, but um, they got plenty of clear ones also that are quite good as well. So I'm guilty of this, that when I go to a a burger joint or you know some sort of restaurant and they have a list of IPAs, if there's a field work IPA on there, I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll just take the field work one. I mean, that's how good. I've always heard really good things about Fieldwork. I don't know that I've had that many of their beers, though. Uh, yeah, the um, OTP always has a Fieldwork. And every week I go, it's different every week. So it allows me to try a lot of their beer, which is uh, definitely good. So if you ever get a chance to have a Fieldwork beer, one of the most up-and-coming and popular breweries in California in general. All right, let's move into the next beer. This is... From Fall River Brewing Company, this is the Lazy Hazy Northeastern Style IPA, coming in at 8%. This is in Fall River Mills, California. I looked it up on the map, and I didn't know where it was, and I zoomed out, and I still didn't know where it was, and I zoomed out (laughs) some more. And it is in the middle of nowhere, California, northeast of Redding, north of Mount Lassen, on the road to... No man's land. (laughs) <laughs> on the road to Boise, Idaho. I don't know. No, they have a brewery. Uh, sorry, at least a tap house in actual Reading, which is where I go to get this beer. So okay, yeah, I was up there this week, and I was uh, I've had this beer before, and I really enjoyed it the first time. So I picked up a four pack and said I'd bring it back to the show and let everybody try it. So uh, just right off the bat, it's a lot darker than the first beer, and I would venture to say that it's actually mostly clear. Yeah, there's. <laughs> it's not really. If they were trying hazy. to make a hazy beer, they were a little lazy. Yes, I agree. Making it hazy, <laughs> so it's pretty much a clear beer. Yeah, uh, just a couple of bubbles. You can kind of count them as they rise from the bottom, from a single nucleation point. Um, very, very thin head, uh, white colored, but this is just kind of a golden straw colored beer. Very, very slight haze. Good looking beer. I'm getting a lot of like lager smell from it. I'm not getting a lot of IPA like juiciness that we got from the first one. I got like so, like maybe cit- citrus hops and actual like breadiness, which is not something that I would normally describe as an aroma for an IPA, but oh, maybe I'm getting wheat, maybe a little bit of like a, a little bit of Hefeweizen in there or something. I do get that. I think, um, there is some Hefeweizen qualities. Um, I would venture to say that the malts they use in this are probably German, um, similar to those types of hops. I mean, even a Hefeweizen is going to be more cloudy than this. Um, but definitely there is a there's a German characteristic to the, the malt profile of this beer. I would actually describe it as fairly malty. 
as well. Um, and the aftertaste is very like biscuity. Yeah. And it's so different from the beer we had before. It is biscuity. It's, it's a little bit of honey, a little bit of, of sweetness, but the mouth feel on this is pretty incredible. It's very, it coats your entire mouth, but it's more traditional to that sugar, like sweetness that you get from normal Northeast hazy IPAs. I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but I like this beer too. It's (laughs) It's <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with you. This is something's a, happening to me. This beer by name fits the show, but the actual beer itself doesn't even fit into this no. show. This is barely an IPA in my book. I think it's but it's coming in at eight percent, eight percent. But I would call maybe this is an imperial blonde ale, something like that. You see, you see those. There's so much, so many lager qualities to this, and then the German quality, low hops, low bitterness. Um, this is this is a different animal than your typical IPA. Yeah, I um, especially I, one I called actually lazy really, hazy. I actually really enjoy it because I feel like it's very well balanced between hop and malt. You can very easily pick up like flavors of both, which I don't think happens very often. Normally, one kind of outweighs the other. And both pretty darn good beers we've had in a row. Um. Great for completely different reasons. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, this we just had the Oktoberfest show a couple of months ago. Um and I like those Oktoberfest beers so much that I've been buying, continuing to buy Oktoberfest beers uh since then. Me too. <laughs> and last night I was like getting over this coal. I was like, all right, it's time to get off the wagon or whatever. Opened up a couple of uh those hacker shores. Oh, so yeah. Good. And uh and it's amazing to me how much of this beer shares in some of those Oktoberfest mm. lager qualities. Even though this is 8%, you know, almost double the alcohol percentage, um, there is definitely some more hops in this than you would expect for an Oktoberfest beer. But the cl- clarity of this beer and that maltiness mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of the sweetness in the end really uh, makes me think this has some qualities from Oktoberfest-style beers. So I had two of these in September when it was over 100 degrees um, on a boat. And I will tell you that it is hard to drink two of these in a row just because it has mm-hmm. so much like syrup. Nah, I wouldn't say syrup. That's a bad word. It's it's so sugary and so sweet that it's great to have one of them and really enjoy it. But when you have two in a row, it just doesn't, the second one's never as good. I like its balance. And now let's get into the beer news of the day. All right, just a quick news story here. Um, Aside from all the lawsuits and everything, um, although there is one Britain sent me, she sent me a picture of a beer that had like lightsabers on it. What beer was that? Uh, I don't even remember. It was like a picture of a picture. And on one side, it had Ray with her lightsaber. And on the other side, it had Kylo with his lightsaber. And it also had the words that was like, uh, darkness rises and light up to meet it. And so I sent it to Dallas and was just like, hope they got Disney's permission for this. Yeah. It's from Tiago Sequoia. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Uh, it was. So black, Darkness Rises, Black Double IPA, and Light to Meet It. It's West Coast Hazy Double IPA. Unleashed on December 7th in 16-ounce cans. 
Um, ex- you can expect to see Disney suing them at some point. So we'll read that in future news. I don't know. I've seen Disney licensing Star Wars stuff left and right. A little bit different than the way Lucas did it. Yeah, but I don't think this is licensed. This was in, I think this beer was done for some sort of art exhibit that's going on at Tioga Sequoia. And I was just like, oh man, like that's that's pretty commandeering of I, I was actually more concerned about the words. Like, I bet the words are trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not even news, but uh, it, it, that was interesting to me. The other thing Joel brought up was um, they have this new beer from Anheuser-Busch, which is like their uh, Prohibition series. I really kind of want to try it. I don't know why I'm stupid, but I am. The commercial is pretty good. It makes you like at least want to try an Anheuser-Busch product, which is odd. Uh, but in the commercial Joel sent me, they're opening it with a bottle opener. And then there is a, you can see the twist off, um, threads, threads on the top of the bottle. <laughs> and then the top commenter on the Anheuser-Busch site used some obscenities and said something like, uh, it's a twist off. Or whatever. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's pretty funny. In the real news story, in CNBC, overall beer market to see lower volumes, but craft should enjoy a five to six percent growth. So the double digit days are over, but the Brewers Association is projecting that U.S. craft beer will generate eight or nine percent sales growth this year, um, which is below the 10 percent pace in 2016, but it's still hanging in there. And even though beer in general is trending downward as an overall market, the craft is still continuing to um, increase growth despite that. So you're still seeing Anheuser-Busch, the big beers, decline. uh, And craft is still um, able to make headway in a declining overall market. So that's positive. Um, When Jeff and I went to that craft beer... Uh, Brewers Association um, Craft Beer Summit in Sacramento. A lot of gloom and doom about the decrease yeah. in the growth, but still hanging in there. Still looking pretty good. So that was a good um, overall sign. Anyway, slow news week in, in beer news. So let's get right into the, the third and final beer of the night. We have Hawaiian Lounge Juice. This is from Highland Brewing Company, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, this is at the beginning of the show. I thought this was the first one, so I started calling things Hawaiian and messed everything up. <laughs> um, Asheville, North Carolina, is a place I would like to visit. It's on my beercation bucket list. Um, there's like a hundred over a hundred breweries within fifty miles of Asheville, North Carolina, something like that. And uh, so it's kind of the San Diego of the East Coast, and it would be fun to go check out some some breweries there. We don't get a lot of them here. So uh, I'm excited to try a beer from there. So this one is the darkest beer of the night. It's a little bit almost, I would say, borderline copper color, like a no, light cop. Well, maybe not. Maybe a little bit lighter than copper color. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of sediment in mine. I wouldn't call it haze. I'd, I'd call it sediment. I'd call it floaties. <laughs> floaties. Now, is, is mine more than yours or is it all the same? It's pretty, yours is I think a little bit more than mine. You I feel last. like mine's clear with very like delineated flecks of stuff. Do you see mine? Stuff. Yeah, yours is more for sure. Yours is hazier. Alright, so I'm li- drinking dandruff. Little extra yeast there. Now I could even smell this one. Um, strong hop aroma. A little bit dank. Um, for me, it's even 
so there's all kinds of different hop aromas. Some are uh, piney and some are citrusy. Some are tropical. And some even venture into the cat piss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, which is a, a valid hop uh, fl- uh, taste. And, I describe that one as meth. So it, what happened at this conference they they distilled down all the different hop flavors into like the extracts and so we got to taste like pure pine saw type of hops and then pure cat piss type of hops and every beer is like a conglomeration of different types of hops that make up the overall taste the overall uh, hop character of the beer so and else is like a real ripe melon like yes. like a melon that's like man that melon's been sitting on the counter i'm gonna do it anyways i wrote down my initial notes say tropical with skunk a little bit of cantaloupe cantaloupe shoot cantaloupe <laughs> now flavor sweet too uh, i get a, a really nice flavor on this um very tropical fruit, uh, like passion fruit, uh, n- not watermelon, but like melon, maybe like uh, cassava or honeydew. Mm-hmm. I was going to say honeydew. This is the second time I've had this beer. It's a little too bitter for me. So when it says Hawaiian, I, I look for pineapple and I do get a little bit of uh, the pineapple taste here, um, but it's not overly sweet. Um, I would almost say it's a little bit tart. (coughs) There is sweetness, but uh, not overly so. Do you guys know when orange juice sits out on the countertop too long? Yeah. And then it gets like a weird like bitterness to it that becomes kind of danky. That's kind of what this reminds me of. And it's like it's too much bile taste to me. I just, I can't drink it. Yeah, it kind of has the it has some of the same characteristics as the first beer we had, um, as far as like the tropical flavors go. So, once again, it's a little bit, it's it's not as dry a finish as the first beer, but I'm getting like guava again, like some grapefruit, pineapple, passion fruit, like all of the tropical flavors that you have, but um, it's more tart. Well, I've never heard. Well, I've never used <laughs> Azaka hops. A Z A C C A Azaka. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of them. And then it's also an extra IPA. So whenever it says extra IPA, I'm always like, well, what does that really mean? Like Corona extra. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, extra. I don't know what that means, but I know like steelhead extra pale ale. They always say, what is that? I don't even know what that means. It means I think of it as being a little more dry or something than your standard, but I don't get that much dryness in this. Um, I do think it's aptly named um, with all that melon tropical fruit type things. That is a, I can say that that's a Hawaiian type of flavor. I would expect there to be more pineapple. It's a little bit pineapple, but not overly so. I don't like the sedimentation in it. When you go to take a sip, it makes you a little bit weary. Um, you like to either have it be clear, no sediment, or hazy enough so you can't tell. And this mm-hmm. is in neither of those camps. So a little, little bit underwhelmed, but you know, if you uh, hand this beer to me on the beach in Hawaii, I'm not going to say no. All right. Well, that's a uh, three very different beers. I'd say. Yeah. Glad I tried them all. Um, uh, before we recap the beers, uh, I wanted to mention that this holiday season, we are going to be having a special contest on beer of the day.com. 
If you go to beeroftheday.com slash contest, there is a oversized pint glass. It's about two feet tall, filled with all the bottle caps that we have consumed on Beer of the Day this year. And uh, it's pretty much full to the brim. And the contest is just to guess the number of bottle caps in the jar. Have you already counted them? I have not. There will be an official counting. I will record it on, put it on YouTube. So there'll be no, uh, funny business, funny business. Uh, we will count and recount every single bottle cap. Even if it takes us two hours, of course, we'll be drinking beer the whole time. That makes it better. Um, so go to beer slash contest, make your guess. Um, the prizes are still being determined as we're recording this, but I'm pretty sure first prize is going to be a $100 Visa gift card, um, a Beer of the Day t-shirt, a couple Beer of the Day pint glasses, um, some Beer of the Day coasters, a whole bunch of Holy moly, well, Merry merch. Christmas to them. Yeah. Uh, so also the good thing is that you can make your guess, and then if you click the Facebook or the Twitter share link, and you share it to your Facebook page, and one of your friends happens to sign up and guess also, then you get another guess. So you can build up guesses if people come and sign up on Beer of the Day and make a guess also. So you might get more than one crack at it. And uh, that's our sly way of spreading the Beer of the Day uh, site around to your friends. So we're secretly getting you to promote the site for us. And it's only costing us a hundred dollars. <laughs> I like what you did there. Sneaky, sneaky. Check it out. Beerdaday.com slash contest. Okay, let's recap the beers we've had. Britain. So we started with Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeple from Woodland Empire Ale Craft in Boise, Idaho. Then we went with Lazy Hazy Northeastern Style IPA from Fall River Brewing in the middle of nowhere, California, otherwise known as Fall River Mills, California. And we finished the podcast with the Hawaiian Lounge Juice from Highland Brewing Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. All right, Joel's first. All right. So it's rare I pick the lowest ABV of the beers, but I'm taking the 6.2% from Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeple. So I think this is a perfect balance of sweetness and bitterness. It was the combination of the pineapple and that little bit of copper taste that I just really enjoy in a beer. This is one of those beers that I'm going to seek out and I'm going to try to buy as many as I can because you can drink way more than one of these in a sitting and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to concur with that opinion. My favorite beer of the day was Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheeple. Um, just based on the name, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I was proved wrong. Um, great balance of sweetness, bitterness, tartness. Uh, overall, great beer. Glad I got to try it. And for me, I'll just make it a hat trick and in the unanimous decision by the Supreme Court. Uh, do androids dream of electric sheeple? Everything that both Dallas and Joel said, I just really uh, want to add that um, it impressed me, and that's hard to do with an IPA. There aren't too many IPAs out there that I would willingly drink multiple cans of, and this would be one. All right, we're about to close out the episode, but 
If you stay tuned after all the music's over, we have a special guest joining us. So we're going to do one more Hazy IPA with Mr. Jeffrey Miller here in person. He was a little late for the show, but uh, we're going to have him on anyway. He brought some beer with him. So if you want extra bonus content, just stay tuned after the music's over. Well, I had a hazy song picked out for the end of the show. Unfortunately, only one of the three beers we had was hazy. And that happened to be our favorite beer of the day. So I guess that works out. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, You can help us out by following us on social media. We're on Facebook.com slash The Beer of the Day. We are on Instagram at Beer of the Day site. And we're on Twitter at Beer of the Day. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with a stout show. For Britton and Joel Miner, this is Dallas Helliker. This has been the Beer of the Day podcast. All right. Well, with the half-hour show, now we're back with bonus coverage here, bonus content. And we're joined by none other than Jeffrey Miller. Uh, He is up here in Northern California in town for a wedding, and uh, he missed the podcast tonight. But he stopped by and brought some beer with him, so we let him in the door. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? fantastic how are you doing man i'm 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 great i've had a a busy week of beer drinking so i'm glad i was able to stop in and we can share a beer tonight so it's good to see you in person yeah i uh it's san diego beer week and so i was in san diego for a couple days uh going to some of the the classic places that we we like um you know the modern times and some of the places down there a lot of places in vista uh went to Bergen which uh, Dallas went there with me in August. Um, it's probably my favorite San Diego area brewery right now. Uh, they released this beer called Corio Graft, which was the beer of the day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious. One of the best uh, hazy IPAs I've had. And it was really good, I think, because it it wasn't too juicy or too fruity. You know, a lot of these beers from that style are so juicy. Mm-hmm where it's, it tastes like, you know, Sunny D with <laughs> vodka. Um, some of them are, are too much. So I, I thought the, the, this one, the, it was so well balanced and it was just the right amount of hot flavors, but not overly juicy. So um, San Diego was fun. Uh, Burgeon is a, a really good up and coming brewery. And then uh, came up here yesterday and I've been in the Bay Area. And so I went to uh, Cali Craft today and had a couple beers there. And so that's what I brought was a hazy IPA from Cali craft to sort of fit the theme of this show. What's it called? It is called Carl the fog. Uh, it's named after the, the fog that shows up in the Bay area, especially San Francisco on a pretty regular basis. It's famous. So 7.2%. Um, I have not had this. I got a crowler of it without trying it, but it is a, what they call a foggy IPA. Well, let's try it. That Virgin you mentioned uh, reminds me of the first beer we had on the show tonight, the Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeple. Um, hazy IPA, but not overly juicy, not overly sweet. Um, it really had a good balance of sweet, hops, uh, bitterness, and tartness, uh, sour tartness also. 
It really good. good beer. I have another one. I'll give it to you, Jeff, so you can try it out. Sounds good. I mean, I, we've talked a lot in, on other shows about sort of hazy IPAs, whether it's a you know fat or not, and you know I I can appreciate the ones that are not to the extreme, uh, where there's still some bitterness. Uh, that's why I like this one from Burgeon. It was well balanced. Like I said, I mean, just really phenomenal taste. I wrote a I wrote a review on the website, which I gave it five stars. I uh, I don't give a lot of five star ratings, but this was, like I said, one of the best. Joel does. <laughs> we pulled Dallas pulled uh, Joel's ratings the other day, and they were generous some of them were generous 50 beers he's rated five (laughs) it's pretty good though i mean i've done a lot but i rate a ton of beers i mean there's a lot of beers on the website that it's just me drinking (laughs) (laughs) writing a review putting up a photo so you're in the de facto rating too because if you're the only one rating it then that's what it stays so we just poured this uh what do you guys think I like it. It looks uh, a lot like the electric sheeple one. It, like I said, I I like these foggy beers because I think they're they're pretty. Like they diffuse light beautifully. So this one's like a light kind of lemon color. This is even prettier than the first one. Yeah. Uh, this one is. It's very uniform in its fogginess. Yeah. Golden golden straw. I would call it. It also helps that you you brought it over pretty cold. So the second we poured it, it kind of got the glass really cold as well, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty thin head, but it's white, foamy, leaves a lot of lacing on the glass. Uh, it is very cold. I mean, it's been been on ice all day. It smells fantastic. Very citrusy. Um, lemon, grapefruit. Hoppy, for sure. See, I like this taste because it's not too juicy. This is kind of like the Burgeon one I was describing. It is sort of lighter mouthfeel, lighter body. And this is 7%, 7.2. Two. 7.2. This is a little bit more what I was expecting with some of the other beers that we tried tonight. Um, it's a, it's more hoppy. It's more bitter. And this is more in line with my expectations for what um, a Northeast IPA would be. This reminds me of the Fieldwork beer I described in the uh, beers I've had this week. A lot of their hazy IPAs taste a lot of this and that... Um, Sticky, no icky was uh, a lot. Tastes almost exactly like this from what I recall from Tuesday. Quite good. I mean, hop flavors, I get quite a bit of uh, tropical fruit. Um, Not too much citrus. I think there's more citrus on the nose. It's just, uh, and there's good balance. I'm not sure the malts in here, but the ones I really like from the style have a a good amount of like oat and wheat Mm -hmm. that really like soften the texture of the beer. Um, this, I think I'm sure has probably a little bit of that. Where's Cali craft from Walnut Creek, Walnut Creek, California, East Bay. So I haven't had many of their beers. Um, I've had their Kolsch. I had, a. It's, I think must be their most popular beer. Cause I've had it multiple times. People bring it over here when they bring beer sometimes and uh very nice, clear, um, German style. Um, I haven't had an IPA from them and this is uh, quite good. Yeah, I think all of their core beers are sort of named for Bay Area things, um, like um, one's the City IPA or the Bay IPA. I think the Kolsch, I've had that, yeah. the Kolsch, I think is called the Coast. Um, so those are really good. And then I think they maybe now are more well known for their barrel aged stuff. 
Um, they do a lot of sours that are barrel aged in, you know, Cabernet barrels or Zin barrels. Uh, so I had a couple of those today. They were, they were really good. If you're a sour fan, I think Cali craft is one of the better places to go. I understand why you guys like this beer. It's not up my alley, but it's not disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no bitterness. It's very little. There's a little. Uh, I like the electric sheeple better than this. I You're going to really like that beer. It's very good. I, I like this because it's not too juicy. It's It is reserved. Um, in everything, which I do kind of like, uh, but it is a little bit more bitter than it's starting to enter into the realm of bitterness that puts me off on IPAs. Joel, what do you think? <clears throat> I wish I would have had this beer before I had the sheeple. Mm-hmm. Um, cause this beer is really, really good. It's just, it's so similar to what's what's it called the android what's it called android do androids dream of electric sheeple <laughs> you want me to grab that other one we can go side by side if you want i don't know i'm just i was so impressed with that beer and they're so they're so similar except for the copperness and the bitterness and the hoppiness of the other beers just, just takes it up a notch i like this beer a lot um it does come off a little sweet to me not crazy mm. but just a little bit but not as much as all those standard northeast Hazy IPAs, even the one that we had today from Fall River, that lazy hazy, it's way sweeter than this is. Yeah. So I don't get the sweetness. Wasn't hazy. No, it was but not. it was called a lazy hazy. It was lazy in its haziness, like lazy you said. in its naming. <laughs> great beer, though. Don't get me wrong. This no, is just uh, this is just refreshing. Like it's not too fruity. Um, there's some fruit flavors, but I don't think it's sweet. I think it's just a refreshing hazy IPA. Uh, a little bit of bitterness, I'll admit that, but you know, just sort of the dry finish, little, little bit of grapefruit maybe in the finish. I can understand why you guys like it, and I think it, it's, it's definitely like it's not up my alley, but it's well crafted, for sure. Cali craft. Cali crafted. So what do you got coming up, Jeffrey, in the beer world? Um, well, I am going on a trip to Portland and Seattle in a couple of weeks. Hey-o. Oh, Portland and Seattle. Both. Double yeah. whammy. Wow. Yeah. How do you even survive that? About four days in each city. So are you going to go oh, to Huber's? God. Go to where? Huber's. Sure. Go to Huber's. Um, you, you go to great. You have to do. Have you done that before? No. Oh, got, got to. you have to. You'll be drunk in one drink. <laughs> I'll but do that. The rest to... of, if you do it in the morning, the rest of the day, it's smooth sailing, <laughs> man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Great Notion. Mm. Um, uh, I've had great, beer, great beers from there. Maybe Fathead, yeah. Um, I went there that's, that's recently. It's one, one place I wish I would have gone to when we went the first time. I went there, uh, closed out the trip there. Uh, that was really good. And in a, Seattle, I know a lot of great breweries. I go there pretty frequently. Cloud Burst! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've actually never been to Fremont. I drink Fremont beers all the time. I've never been to the brewery, so I might do that. We went you, to Fremont, didn't that we? That was yeah. like a, a boat ride or something, right? Did you, who, uh, you, me, and Andy went yeah. to Fremont before. It's very good. And then, um, what's that black, is it Black Raven? What's it called? Uh, yes, it was Black Raven. Black Raven was really good too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of like artisanal. That's more in Redmond. It's kind of out of the way. Maybe but go back it, and listen to that Seattle show. If you get the chance, go to Black Raven. They have a ton of stuff too. So I plan to bring back uh, plenty of beer from 
each city so we'll try to have some stuff on a future podcast but if you can get in not beer related but the whisk the uh whiskey library oh. malt, the Multnomah whiskey library in, in portland? portland oh my gosh oh, dude. Mm. it's like it's top notch and that's a good recommendation For a drinker that's like heaven on earth it's it's amazing i went there tried to get in there with co-workers they're like do you have a reservation like, <laughs> no uh oh i'm sorry we can't possibly let you in here do you remember when so, they sat us? They were kind of like, it was kind of the same way when we went that one night. They, they were, let us in there and they, they, they were great. We had, we called ahead though. We did call ahead, oh, we didn't did. we? Oh, call ahead. I think we did call ahead. Well, I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners. I got some places you, got, you can eat too. I'll, I'll give you some. Cool. Well, and I think a lot of our listeners are whiskey drinkers too. I mean, most people I meet that are, you know, fans of the podcast, they like a good whiskey. So I'll check that out. Man. Check, check that you, out. I Screen mean, door. Oh yeah, you gotta go to the. Whiskey. Oh, I heard about that place from somebody oh, God, yesterday. God, oh, yeah. dude, it's so good. Sorry, we're we're pretty excellent. much itinerizing your itinerizing. I, That's uh, one of those places you, your trip you go. You, but, like, uh, I have a whole list of places I have to go, but then that means you can't try any place new, right? You know, so, and I'm sure there's plenty of other good places. So it, that's Portland's one of those. Screen door we, was excellent. Literally, though. we there is not enough room in your stomach, and you can't human being can't drink that much like you can only drink and eat so much in one day and we fit three meals and uh, you know five days worth of drinking into each day and by the time we left we were pretty much dead well and believe it or not there is some uh, beer festival while i'm there so i don't know what it's called but i will be there for that uh, i have a good friend who lives there so we'll find plenty of stuff to do nice uh, in seattle i'm gonna go to the Jimi hendrix experience which I've, what? which is this museum. It's been there for a long time, and I never really thought to go. But then I've heard uh, really just great things from a lot of people. So awesome! We're going in February, to, so uh, tell I'll, us how that I'll is. I'll let you know. You're going to Seattle in February. Mm-hmm. Southwest sale. Had, we were like, hey, yeah, no. hell cheap. No, I booked some trips down to Jeff. He doesn't even know yet. I'm just going <laughs> to go down there and show up his door. <laughs> hey, you want to do a podcast? You know, and I was going to bring some Melvin back, but now you can get Melvin in California. So I know you can get a place in Folsom right yeah. next to my work. Wow. Oh, the you can, is, can you? The problem is, is I had Melvin recently and I just don't know if it's because it's not fresh. Don't say it. Don't ruin it. Well, I mean, I think like any, any brewery that expands their distribution Maybe they changed something. I hope not, but you know they've grown a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. So I hope the beer hasn't changed, but we'll see. All right, that's going to close out the bonus coverage. Once again, uh, check out the contest on the website. Guess the number of bottle caps, win a prize. Uh, we'll see you next week. We will try that Mexican chocolate beer and two other stouts. They weren't really stouts, though. There's one stout, the Mexican chocolate stout, and then a kind of a fruit wood cherry uh, the cherry over, ale. Overarching theme actually was they were all flavors, like they were all flavored beers. So obviously we've already we're recording things out of order here, but that's okay. Uh, we'll iron out the kinks we'll iron out the kinks we'll see you next week Uh, thanks for joining us for bonus coverage Jeff we'll see you next uh, in two weeks on the the next show looking forward to it 
All right, we'll see you guys later.